Get ready for Crack the Customer Code, your audio guidebook for creating incredible customer journeys. Jeannie, what is the power of relationships? Wow, that's like a zillion dollar question, isn't it? That's, I mean, the power of relationships is what brings so much to the world, including this podcast, I would say. That is true. Uh, the power of relationships and uh, bad decisions with bourbon. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but you can look at it either way, Jeannie, really. Sure. Well, yeah, but <laughs> the relationship has kept it going. <laughs> exactly. 100%. And you know, we have another relationship, don't we, Jeannie? We do indeed. You know, I think that there's a power in the relationship with our sponsor. What do you think? Absolutely. Because this episode <laughs> is brought to you by Forethought. Uh, and, you know, customer expectations are higher than ever now. And let's be honest, that clunky chatbot isn't really cutting it anymore. That's right. Forethought goes beyond those traditional chatbots by infusing human-centered AI. I love that phrase. That understands your customer sentiment and intent. And that is so much about what we talk about today, by the way. Now you can empower customers to self-serve, automatically route tickets to the right agent, and enable agents to resolve cases faster, all in one AI-powered platform. You know what it's time for, Adam? It's time to think outside the bot. That's exactly what I was gonna say, by the way. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> So learn more about human-centered AI and how you, yes, you listener, can get a $100 gift card by visiting forethought.ai slash CTCC. And what does that stand for, Adam? Uh, the letter C, T, C, and C? <laughs> yes. Or crack the customer code. Wait, I'm sorry. It was a trick question. I got it. Okay, Jamie. <laughs> forethought.ai slash CTCC. That's right. Check them out and learn more about human-centered AI. And you know, today we have a topic that's very human-centered. And our guest today really gets into how do we understand our emotions better? How do we understand the emotions of our customers better? And not only that, but what does that do for the value of an organization? It's pretty, it's pretty heady stuff. It is pretty heady stuff, and it's important. Uh, it's an important topic, and you know one of the aspects of it we're going to dive into, and that um, uh, Zecho, our guest, dives into, is why aren't companies focusing more on it? So I think uh, let's hear about Zecho and get right into it. Yeah, for sure. So our guest today, Zecho Dobrev, has devoted his career to the art and science of customer experience management and is the author of the newly published book, The Big Miss, How Organizations Overlook the Value of Emotions. He is one of the leading principal consultants in Beyond Philosophy, which is ranked as one of the top 50 consultancies for the last four years. Zecho's thought leadership in the field is ingrained in practice. For more than 13 years, Zecho has been helping many of the world's most renowned organizations improve their customer experience, including American Express, FedEx, and Caterpillar. Welcome, Zecho. We are so happy that you're here with us at Crack the Customer Code. Thank you, Jeannie and Adam. It's a pleasure to be with you. Oh, great to have you, Zecho. And we, we've had so many great conversations about CX, and I'm excited to dig into your new book and some of the topics that you cover there. And let's start off with a topic I know you delve into in the book, uh, which is this idea that, you know, we can sort of calculate the cost of a visiting customer, right? We can uh, calculate cost per acquisition, these types of things. But what about forming a relationship? 
How much is a closer relationship worth? How do we value a customer relationship? Well, um, so so this is a good question. And in my 13 experience of practice, I've come across very few organizations that have calculated it. So one, for example, to answer your question, one was a B2B uh, company, uh, technology company, and, and, and they found that that organizations that uh, see them and, and on a survey tick the box on we see as sort of we see as a vendor gave them 22% market share uh, or share of their wallet spent. Those that saw them as as a partner gave them 26%, so 4% more. And those that saw them as trusted advisor uh, gave them 32% of their share of wallet, so 8% more. Uh, and so clearly, like this organization has calculated the cost of that, but like I said, very few. And so, for example, just literally right now, we're dealing with a company that said, well, inflation and everything else comes in play and, and, and we can't spend money um, on, on, pro, on customer experience projects. It has to be something that brings money, brings money in. And they say, <laughs> and this has to be something that the salespeople um, would agree to. So, so it's something like, uh, so... And if they had, right. if they had this sort of um, number calculated already, it would be easier, right? <laughs> they would just know that if we improve those relationships, mm -hmm. the, the money would come in. Uh, but now we have to to find that number uh, for them, uh, and, and this is some of the challenges. So t let's talk a little bit about the number, how you're getting at it, and maybe how it's also how is it different than customer lifetime value? Um, you know, what what's the number look like uh, without getting too technical? What what are the basic components of it? Well, well the 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 main uh, thing for me is like um, uh, so, so yes, many people have uh, calculated the customer lifetime value. Uh, it's based on spend and, and longevity and things like that. But but the, the missing mm -hmm. thing there is like organizations don't know the value of of emotions and the emotional connection uh, because yeah. they don't measure emotions <laughs> they don't measure emotional right. connection and they're missing the biggest driver of customer behavior and, and that's why i call the, the book the big miss because literally <laughs> uh, uh, they're doing thing, things wrong and and um, today i i was sitting i was sitting uh, at the presentation of uh, probably the best journey mapping system that is there at all but even when I look at theirs, they have, for example, when it comes to emotions, uh, they have the, the, the smiley faces, okay? Uh, they have the typical journey, the journey steps. And this is one of the things that got me to, to start the research, the meta-analysis of our database that, that became the basis for this book. I was thinking, everyone is doing journey mapping, right? Uh, and everyone is pretty much looking at, at these journey uh, uh, steps, awareness, purchase, uh, billing and payment, uh, um, and, and things like that. Like, um, most people um, use this customer in uh, life cycle infinity loop, you know, starts with brand and awareness, learning about the product, buying experience, etc, etc. So this is pretty much on all journey maps. So then, which of, which of these journey moments are the biggest driver of value and how does those journey steps that everyone is so much focused on compare with the uh, and stack against that feeling of emotional connection connection emotional attachment uh, with the customer that feeling of a relationship uh, if you want to use that word and and when i look at that 
I found that actually the feeling of a relationship is the biggest driver of, of value. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, the big miss there is like organizations are focused on the rational aspects and they design journey and digital digital experiences. We're thinking like step one, step two, step three, and, and looking at what the customer does. And they pay superficial attention to, to those emotions. Like in this system, the emotions were these five emoticons, mm-hmm. you know, from very green to, to neutral to, to, to red. And it was basically poor and, and good, but actually there's different emotions. So like trust could be very important in the sales cycle or, or respect or feeling or pampered or feeling appreciated or something like that. And then during the experience for retention or reordering, it could be another emotion like feeling appreciated as a customer, feeling understood, feeling listened to, um, um, <laughs> you know, feeling valued as a customer or, or trust again. So these are very different emotions, but they have the, the smiley faces. So, so it, it, it's missing the main point. So my research um, uh, using 19,000 customers of 24 large organizations doing meta-analysis of 59 uh, different customer segments, models um, across across the, the globe, uh, really. So it found that actually, you know, that feeling of relationship, of uh, emotional attachment mm-hmm. is the one that makes people reorder, come back, recommend the organization, and not so much step one, step two, uh, the, the, uh, the digital experience, the ease of logging to my account, uh, the empathy of the customer service rep, and so on. It, it's uh, essentially, and, 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 uh, and then it's very interesting. So why is that the case? But, but anyway, maybe I've been talking too much, so I'll let you. <laughs> Well, I I have a question for you there because I think what you're saying is, you know, we business leaders in general are overlooking emotions. And I think that's been a challenge for a really long time, especially we've gone through this era where everything had to be data driven. And of course, nobody looks at emotions as data, even though it is right. Um, And so I'm curious, how do you how do you uh, kind of convince those data-driven leaders who are so focused on what's the score and what does that step look like and you know all of those those logical things? How do you convince them that you know what uh, investing in the emotional relationship with customers will actually pay off for your organization? How do you, what's the conversation that you have with them? Very good question, Jeannie. Um, so the short answer to that is we convince them with data. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. With, with the same data that they believe in. So, so um, uh, but when you said, when you asked the question, it reminded me of something. So there was this company called Crowd Emotion. Um, they were bought by Affectiva, I think, or, or maybe something like that. And, and something came from them that basically said, it's interesting, 99% uh, according to them or, or, or this that was that 99% of customer behavior is driven by emotions mm-hmm. and and yet only like 1% or hardly any data uh, that organizations <laughs> collect <laughs> is linked to emotions. So, okay, don't take the 99%, make it 50%. Uh, and mm-hmm. our research is, is maybe about there. And again, in different, if you're in the bank experience, maybe it's a little bit less or, or mm-hmm. more for some people, less for others. But and generationally too, right? There's there are generation generational differences with that as well. 
yeah yeah could be so again you can you can find so to, to your question with data you can find this data actually for every segment so like generational mm -hmm. uh, people with the right with the left hand versus people that write with the right hand you can <laughs> you can do models um, we can you can do models like that and my this meta-analysis is actually based on this these 56 different segments were exactly 56 different types of customers of, of, of different organizations. So when we do this research, the way we do it is, is following this model. We call it stimulus response effect. So stimulus are the things the organization does to the customer. So the chatbots that they use nowadays, uh, when you call the contact center, the empathy of the agent, the, the knowledge of, of the agent, the marketing materials and promotions and everything else that they do. Um, uh, the product, the ease of using the product, ease of logging to your account, the app, all the things that the organization does, it, it stimulates the customer somewhere or another. And, and, and it could create and it could evoke emotional reaction. It could make the customer see the organization as trustworthy, could make the customer feel that he's cared for, uh, he's valued as a customer, or, that, or maybe he feels irritated, disappointed, dissatisfied, hurried you know, different emotions. And as a result, that could affect the customer behavior. The customer could reorder, renew his or her subscription, recommend the organization or not, and, and things like that. And, and, so we, and so we can measure the different aspects of the experience. We can measure the extent to which they evoke the different emotions. And we can see the effect of those aspects on the on the customer attitudes and behavior towards the organization. I've been been doing this for for thirteen years <laughs> or more, maybe more. Mm -hmm. So when you go into an organization, Zetjo, uh, and you are trying to help them identify the emotions, now you've got basically a, a database, a, you know, a, a, a schema of emotions that you use, right? But when you go into an organization, how do you go about uh, using their data, which is not based in emotions, which is not, you know, is not around that? How do you start? How do you get, how do you get an organization started trying to uh, ascertain these things, to quantify these things, and to measure these things? Well, you see, that's the challenge that uh, we get sometimes. Like, uh, they say, oh, um, so we say, typically we do this in, with some sort of, in, with research, and we do another survey. And they say, oh, you want to do another survey? Well, well can't you just use it, our data? And we say, well, <laughs> have you been measuring emotions? So they say, well, no. <laughs> well, if you don't have emotions, you're missing 50% of the picture. But with some organizations, they have some sort of uh, proxies for, for emotions. But typically, what we do, a, and again, people say, well, oh, it's a long survey. Um, uh, can't you just ask like two, three questions? But well, this is the thing, like, do you want to make a strategic, uh, a strategic thing to find of all the things that you can do, which one will bring you the biggest benefits uh, and which one are the biggest driver of, of value? Uh, or you know you just want to plow so so that's the thing we typically find that there is a big difference between what customers say they want and what actually drive value and so if you if you think if you think about on one side on, on one axis you have um what drives value and on the other axis you have what customers say they want you could get these four boxes 
and and two of these are surprises to organizations so so the four boxes are like rational aspects so these are things that customers say that they want and we find yes they drive value and and this is not a surprise to organizations because yes they've heard that from customers yes yes this is something that that, that it's important to us and then there's the invisible aspects which are things that customers don't say that they want and we find yeah they don't drive value okay so no surprises here but the other two categories are real surprises to organizations. So one is the subconscious aspect. And, and this is where typically emotions fall in. So these are things that people would not necessarily say these are very important to us, but they actually drive a lot of, a lot of value. I can give you some, a lot of examples. So for example, with, with, with patients um, in a hospital, if you ask patients uh, going to their GP, and we did this study in, in the States actually in, 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 um, in Texas, so what's most important thing for you? They say, well, we want to spend more time with the doctor. Okay. And, and, and that's rational. The reason you take time off work, you drive 45 minutes, wait, park, pay for parking, copy, insurance, everything is to go, go see the doctor. So you want to, to, to maximize that time. Right. But, but what we found is it's not the quantity, the mean amount of time spent with the doctor, but it's the quality of that time whether the doctor acknowledged them, um, um, you know, recognized their concerns, treated them as a, pers as a person, got interest in them as a person, not, not just about their medical con condition. And interestingly, but this is not something that, that people consciously stated is important to them, right? And interestingly, when we presented that, one of the executives there showed us an academic research, and you should, you should try, try to research that. It's called the the BAT method, B-A-T-E-T-H-E. Uh, it stands from background, effect, uh, something, uh, empathy, uh, some uh, treatment. Yes, and it's really and, and basically that had the same founding from academic research in in inpatient and um, uh, and uh, outpatient uh, settings. So mm -hmm. so. Wow. Yes, and, and this is, we, we have this from pretty much every study with, a, with a, you know, like credit card. People say the most important thing for us is that the card is accepted, but actually with, with that particular segment, it's the feeling of prestige um, uh, that was making customers real. So in the book, I provide hundreds of, of examples, and some of these costs organizations a lot. So for example, uh, a newspaper started on the basis that people said they want politically neutral newspaper and it closed after three months because it turned out that that's not what actually people want. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there is so much here that we're unpacking. I'm curious, like, what would you say to um, a leader in any organization who maybe does isn't even focused on customer experience, right? They're just, they're just trying to get by. <laughs> they're just trying to lead their organization. What is like one piece of advice that you think every leader needs to know based on all this research that you've done? Um, well, one thing is they should be they should be thinking about how to create that emotional attachment mm -hmm. uh, with customers because if they are to think not like how do we design the, the the step step one step two step step three but they think okay when we design step one step two step three how in 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 that journey in that experience how do we create that emotional connection? They would come up with different, with different ideas about the design. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. I think you're right. And that's great advice because 
this is what it's all about. I mean, people make decisions based on their emotions. And I think we need to embrace that more as business leaders in general. Um, so it's a it's a great perspective. And, you know, we're we are asking every guest this ep this season at the end of the episode here, a question. And th that question is what delights you personally about working with customers and working on their behalf? Yes, good question. Um, I always thought that this thing was sort of like made for my personality. I like, um, you know, in the old days, I was always standing for um, um, uh, for people who were not treated right and things like that. But I think what, what really, uh, so so I like to be on the customer's part, but, but it's not for me, it's not about making happy, clappy everyone, you know, those uh, positive smileys. It's also about business. And to answer your question, I think what I find it, I like the challenge of, of going beneath the surface and finding those real drivers of customer behavior. And the challenge is that often they are subconscious. And so when you listen to what customers say, and you have to take that with a grain of salt because we told you there is a big difference between what they say and what they actually do. Right. It's about finding those <laughs> nuggets in, in that conversation that are the, the real drivers of, of their behavior those mm -hmm. and I, I came across um, I came across some statistic that like um, 60 for people that have been with organizations for a long time uh, there's like in 60% of or 60% of them use some sort of emotional words to describe their um, their um, uh, relationship with the organization so it's like when you're talking to them, listening to those nuggets to find well, what is the emotion and most importantly, what creates that emotion? Uh, mm -hmm. Because like we said, typically it, that at the end of the day, that emotional connection leads to, to their behavior, whether they buy again from them or not, they recommend or not and so on. So it's finding those uh, subconscious aspects of, of, of the experience that actually are the real drivers of their behavior. That's what mm -hmm. challenges me the, the it most. It is fascinating. Excites me. Yeah, I love it. And it's amazing how much we know now, how much science we, you know, that we've accumulated <laughs> about uh, human psychology, the human brain, the impact of emotion, and how it's affected, you know, how we, at least particularly the three of us at least, uh, approach customer experience and think about customer experience. Well, Zesha, this is awesome. It's always great talking with you and uh, we love all the data you bring and the, uh, the research. So just uh, please close out here by telling our listeners uh, where they can find the book, The Big Miss, How Organizations Overlook the Value of Emotions, uh, and where they can connect with you as well. Sure. Uh, well, um, particularly like if you're in the States, it's easy. <laughs> Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all the, all the big retailers. But I find it, it, it's even, you know, Amazon is obviously everywhere. So even in India, Netherlands, people write. Uh, I, I saw something translated in Netherlands just today in, in Dutch language. Um, yeah, and um, obviously you can find me on LinkedIn and my name is not very common. <laughs> Z-H-E-C-H-O Dobrev. 
And uh, I found, uh, I found um, maybe I found it too late, but uh, oh, apparently Tiger Woods also wrote a book called The Big Miss. <laughs> so you, oh, might wow. have, oh. you might have to write the, the, the subtitle of the book as well to, to find the book. <laughs> maybe that's a great book too. We don't know. Yeah, but... yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe you'll get some, get some eyeballs you wouldn't have got otherwise. There you go. There you go. Thank oh, you awesome. so much. This was a lot of fun. Yes. Thank you, Jamie and Adam. Pleasure to be with you, like always. Uh, thank you, Zetcha. Thank you. Bye-bye. Just create a journey and expect people to logically walk through it. I guess that's off the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was on the table until just a few minutes ago, and now it's off. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, that it, it is hard, I think uh, would be the understatement, to mm -hmm. you know create a mechanized version of human behavior and a mechanized path for human behavior. Uh, particularly when those humans are paying you for what they want. And they're right. going to decide what they want at any given moment. And it may not even be, as we talked about earlier in the episode, what they said they wanted. And I think that it's so uh, inspiring and optimistic, though, that we're starting to really look at people in this way and understand how powerful emotions really are in not just our decisions, but also our behavior and actually the actions and the choices that we make. So I think it's really, really important. And I'm really excited to dive in a little bit more through Zecho's book. So it was a great conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of human things, Jeannie, you know, you can learn more <laughs> about human-centered AI and how you can get a $100 gift card by visiting forethought.ai slash ctcc. That is our sponsor, Forethought, forethought.ai slash ctcc. That's right. So check that out. And thanks to our sponsor, Forethought, of course, for being our seasonal sponsor for this fall season. But also, thank you to our listeners. Thank you for being here and for listening to Crack the Customer Code. Crack the Customer Code is a proud member of C-Suite Radio, so be sure to check out all the great business content at csuiteradio.com and csuitetv.com. I'm Jeannie Walters. Please come find me at experienceinvestigators.com. And I'm Adam Tapork, and you can connect with me at customersthatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.